BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tom and Bach coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bakoven. You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you think? Tom and Bach starts now. Hour number three, Tom and Bach, Tom Stevens, and Jake Bakoven. Interesting comments from new offensive coordinator Mark Whipple. Uh, when talking about Kenny Pickett, He said that uh, Kenny wanted nothing to do with the media when he arrived at Pittsburgh. However, Whipple told him, hey, if you go to the league, you're going to go to the league? You want to go to the league? He goes, yeah. Um, Well, you're going to be the face of whatever that city you're in. Whatever city you're in, you're going to be the face of it. So you better get used to the media. You better embrace the media. Uh, So it made me think, how good is Kenny Pickett with the media? Uh, He was on the Dan Patrick Show, I believe, last week. Um, he hadn't yet to announce uh, that he was not going to play in the college football playoff or play in the, the bowl game, the Peach Bowl. Uh, and then he had made his announcement. Kenny Walker the third, Kenneth Walker the third, made his announcement. So neither of them are playing. But this is him talking about the fake slide, which I thought was interesting. It's now been outlawed in college football. You can't do the fake slide anymore. Dan Patrick asked him about it. Here it is. Uh, as far as the uh, the picket slide where you didn't give yourself up and you kept running, how long had you thought about that move against Wake Forest? I, I never thought about doing it ever. Um, it was just kind of an instinct thing. Uh, I couldn't. I, I got to the sideline. All the quarterbacks were asking, like, "What, what was I thinking? How did I? What was I planning on doing?" I had no idea. I just kind of. I, I blinked, and the next thing I knew, I ended up in the end zone. So. Uh, I just kind of felt as a player, you just kind of feel things. I felt them pull up before I even was going to start to slide. I think that's the only way I could have had that idea to do that in that moment and how fast I was going. Um, but, you know, it worked out for us. Do you think they're going to change the rule? They oh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, people are saying I, I cheated. I think that's a little, you know, ridiculous. There's no rule for it. Um, you know, there's, there's guys that fake running out of bounds and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I've never done that. This was just kind of like, a, a, I can't even tell you what I was thinking. I just went out there and did it. Um, but I, I guarantee with how much publicity it's getting, I'm, I'm sure there will be a rule next year. And there was, uh, before next year, they've already announced that there's going to be a rule for, it's not really a penalty, uh, where you start fake sliding. That's where the ball's called dead. Uh, 
Dan Patrick went on to ask him about Nebraska's new offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple. What happened with Coach Whipple uh, stepping down, your offensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, that's that's personal with, with his decision and, and the information he gave me, so oh, I'll okay. keep that tight. But um, it, it happens, things happen, and, um, you know, he has his reasons. And, um, you know, I can't thank him enough for all the things that we, we were able to accomplish together in three years and seeing how much we grew in the first, you know, looking at the first two years to last year, uh, just a lot of hard work and, uh, you know, very grateful for uh, Coach Whip. And Kenny Pickett ultimately decided to bow out of the Peach Bowl. I wonder if that had anything to do with Mark Whipple not being his coach anymore. Yeah, it might have had a little bit to do with it. But he's also now, you know, it's a kind of a weak draft class. He's kind of considered to be right up there. I mean, maybe the one or, or, or second pick there. So yeah. you don't necessarily want to risk it. But I, I wish that they did. I wish that they wanted to. Um, between him and Kenneth Walker, yeah. that Pittsburgh-Michigan State, obviously it's got the Pat Narduzzi uh, ties to it, but just would have been a, a cool game. I mean, those are two yeah. of the, the most fun stories in college football this year, and it just kind of ends – with uh, a scrimmage between teams that aren't really the teams that earned it. Yeah, it's going to be a scrimmage anyway, but but you're right. Uh, guy, More and more guys. It's it's. Remember when it first started? Was it Jadavion Clowney, Clowney that was one I of the first? I think it was uh, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Because Clowney leveled that Michigan running back. Was yeah. that his senior, Was that yeah. his junior season? He, he also did, decided not to play in a bowl game. He was he, considering sitting out the year, I think, at yeah. one point. Yeah, I think he did sit out multiple games. Yeah. Um, but you're right, Kristen McCaffrey did it, and that was you know well, you're you're selling out on your team. You're not you're not being a good teammate. Why are you not playing in the bowl game? And now it's just like yeah, that's probably a good business decision. Most people you rarely hear it criticized anymore when guys don't play in bowl games. Yeah, I mean a lot of people are opting out now, and it almost just kind of makes sense if you're not playing in the playoffs. And that's the the danger of the playoffs to begin with was always that it was going to belittle the bowl games. And it has, I mean, you can't, you can't watch the games on new year's Eve and then go and watch the new year's bowls and think that there's the same level of intensity there. It just kind of feels like, you know, you're taking a step down. Why are you watching these games that have no impact on the playoff? And of course, expanding the playoff will, will further do that. I, I think that if you expand the playoff too much more, you know, you might have bowl games for, uh, you know, Mac teams and stuff yeah. that, you know, still want to have an ultimate goal. Um, but I just don't know how interesting it would be to have, you know, if you're going to have 12 teams compete in a playoff, how interesting is it to see number 14 yeah. against number 20 when the guys yeah. are going to opt out? I mean, it, I just, it's I, I just think I think that there's a timer now for how yeah. long we'll have this many bowl games or and, and I love yeah. it. College football fans, yeah. uh, a lot of them love it to, to watch all these bowl games starting, uh, you know, over this past yeah. weekend all the way through uh, January or, you know, the early weeks of January. But it just is losing a lot of what made it special. Well, these guys still get like gift cards, right? I mean, it's it's a form of name, image and likeness. Like you go to the bowl game, you get a gift card to whatever yeah uh whatever the product is or the sponsors of that particular bowl game i'm wondering if maybe some of these games could be saved if some of these games could be saved if you pay players to play in them which is now legal yeah (laughs) i mean if if you give me uh, 10 grand i'm in would you be kenneth walker would you be kenny pickett okay it's not worth it for you uh what about 40 grand (laughs) <laughs> but how do you make that choice based on you know is every player going to get that amount of money no, it's not gonna be but that's fair. not the that's not the way it is anyway right that's a, that's not the way name image and likeness are you just said you're not interested in the peach Bowl. so you're talking about 
um, Doritos or whoever's the, right. the reaching sure. out to those players yeah. specifically. Yeah, and, and they could be you know one of the commercials. Here's Kenny Pickett holding a bag of Doritos. Yeah. Oh, they're delicious. Those are fantastic. Oh, there's another one yeah, of that. Kenneth Walker the third eating a bag of Doritos, and you those are the only two stars you paid, or maybe you paid several others. Uh, but it would be worth your while if you're the Peach Boy poll to pay those guys to get them in the game, wouldn't it? I would think so. You're not watching. I would. I'm probably not going to watch or care no. about that game. Not necessarily. Is there somebody uh, waiting? No. Okay, no. those guys are all gone. Uh, let's. Uh, no, we've got box tops. We've got box tops. We have not yet done box tops. So uh, let's get to it, Jake. All right. Well, we're talking about bowl games. Nebraska, obviously, not in a bowl game for the fifth straight year. It hurts. It pains us so much. But in any case, we'll still do the top 10 bowl games since 2001. Again, I always go back to 2001. That's kind of uh, the, the before and after of Husker football, right? It right. kind of took a change there. So um, post-dominance bowl games here for Nebraska. They didn't win them all, so you have to, uh, you'll have to fight through me with some of these losses. Uh, some of the ones that didn't quite make it, the 2006 Cotton Bowl, a 17-14 loss to Auburn. Okay. I didn't really watch too much of that game. For some reason, I always remember that game is I was on the way to my family's house yeah. to watch it, and my car broke down, so I missed the first half, and then they lost, and Wasn't so I never went the, back and watched That it. was the Bill Callahan fake punt game. Yeah, yep. The fake punt that did not work out, and it didn't feel like – I mean, that was a game that Nebraska should have won. Their defense was actually very good that year. Um, they should have won that game, and they kind of blew it against Auburn. Uh, how about the 2010 Holiday Bowl? Didn't quite make my list. A 19-7 loss to Washington. Of course, it was a rematch from Earth. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Earlier in the season, Nebraska going into that game after losing the Big 12 championship game just didn't seem like they wanted to be there. No. 
They didn't. Not too interested. They didn't. <laughs> uh, also, didn't quite make my list. The 2016 Music City Holiday Bowl, a 38-24 loss to Tennessee, where Tommy Armstrong uh, was too banged up to play. So was... At Riker Fife. Yeah. That was awful. <laughs> that was the last time Nebraska was in a bowl game. Yeah, it's it's been, yeah, and it didn't quite make my list of the, the best ones over yeah. that time. Uh, let's start with number 10, Georgia beating Nebraska 45-31. to 31. Number 6, Georgia, against number 23, Nebraska, in the 2012 Capital One Bowl. Um, Nebraska wasn't necessarily supposed to be in this one, but it was tied at 31 going into the fourth, where Georgia started to separate a little bit. Aaron Murray had 427 yards and five touchdown passes in that game. I was at that game. Were you really? I, I went to Orlando for that game. Uh, it was a game that Nebraska, I mean, despite the score, and you mentioned Georgia kind of took it at the end, Nebraska could have won that game as well. There were a couple of breaks that just didn't go their way. That was the Georgia team that lost at like the two-yard line to Alabama, or they would have went into the, uh, well, I don't right. think it was a playoff at that no. time, the BCS championship they, game. They were loaded. They were yeah, really that good. was a really talented uh, Georgia football team. Yeah. Uh, number nine on my list, how about uh, 2014 Holiday Bowl? Number 24, USC beat Nebraska 45-42. to Tommy Armstrong threw for 381 yards and three touchdown passes. And, of course, Barney, Carton, Barney Cotton was uh, coaching Nebraska yeah, for that game. Yeah, Bo was fired, and yeah. uh, they just threw caution to the wind. And how many times did he throw the ball that game? Oh, yeah, it was a lot. I don't it, have it in like front it, of it. It was, had to be close to 50 times. I mean, they were throwing it almost every time. Tim Beck had the keys. And he was still coaching, right? It was Barney Cotton as the OC, but Beck yeah. was still on the staff, and they were they were throwing it around the yard. Yeah, I remember that time. It was really weird. Like, Mike Riley and his staff would come and watch the practices. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. It was very weird. Yeah. Uh, number eight on my list, how about the 2011 Capital One Bowl? Uh, South Carolina ended up beating Nebraska pretty well. Number 10, South Carolina beat Nebraska 30-13. to Nebraska was number 21 at the time. Alshon Jeffrey with four receptions, 148 yards, and a touchdown. Um, what I remember most about that game is Alshon Jeffrey uh, and Alfonso Denard both got kicked out for fighting. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I think he returned a punt for a touchdown right before half or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they had a long touchdown during that, right before half. That, that was, uh, that was a killer because yeah. Nebraska was kind of in it, and then they weren't. Going back to the 2002 Independence Bowl, this is the final loss that Nebraska has on my list. Mississippi beat Nebraska 27-23. to David Cutcliffe was leading Ole Miss at the time, and Eli Manning threw for 313 yards. That ended Nebraska's uh, 40, straight, 40 straight winning seasons as Nebraska finished 7-7 and that day. And Eli Manning had a choice to make. Was he going to return to school, or was he going to go and uh, manipulate his way to the team he wanted to in the NFL draft. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and that was in Shreveport, right? Uh, Independence Bowl. Yeah. Uh, that I've heard from people that went that Shreveport's like the worst place on earth. <laughs> that wasn't a very good I always liked the bowl because Eli Manning was in it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, either way. Uh, number six on my list. How about the Foster Farms Bowl 2015? Nebraska 37, UCLA 29. Nebraska accepted this bid despite not having a winning record, but no. they went in that game and ran for 326 yards, and everybody thought there might just be something here with this Mike Riley staff. Right, because uh, they got in with a losing record. Yeah. That was fantastic uh, that they were in a bowl game with a losing record. I remember the Nate Gary thing where uh, he got booted from that game for targeting. Uh, it was a really controversial. Jim Mora Jr., it's like saying that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. Even the he, he, he was like uh, saying that's ridiculous that he got booted for that. Yeah. 
Uh, let's go to some of the bowl wins for Nebraska now. 2003 Alamo Bowl. Uh, Nebraska had five sacks and three interceptions in a dominating performance. Number 22, Nebraska would beat Michigan State 17-3 to with Bo Pelini as the interim coach. Yeah. Would Nebraska hire Bo Pelini after this bowl victory? Right. No, they wouldn't. They hired it's, Bill Kelly. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that Bo Pelini coached a game uh, because the coach got fired, and he didn't coach a game at the same school because <laughs> he was fired. Yeah, he's had, he had quite a weird ride here at Nebraska. Yeah, he had a very weird ride. And we enjoyed it for the most part, but there were certain Saturdays we just definitely didn't enjoy. <laughs> uh, how about uh, the, the 2008 Gator Bowl, number four on my list. Nebraska beat Clemson 26-21. This was one of Bulls, uh, Bo's teams as well. It was the first January bowl win for Nebraska in nine years, and they limited C.J. Spiller to 17 yards on seven carries in that game. And at that time, we thought... Oh, Bo Pelini's a far better coach than Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, this Dabo guy's not going to last This, this long. Dabo Sweeney's not going to work out <laughs> if we're beating him. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. I sometimes forget about that. Joe Gans, quarterback. Joe Gans, that's yeah. right. He was the best. He was uh, the best. Number three on my list, the 2013 Gator Bowl, a rematch for Nebraska. Their second year playing Georgia in a bowl game. This time they came out the victors, 24-19 to over number 23, Georgia. Aaron Murray was no longer there, so that wasn't a very good Georgia team. But either way, 99-yard touchdown pass. We all remember from Tommy Armstrong to Quincy Inunua. Also, I always give Corey Cooper uh, a lot of credit for his open field tackle uh, on Todd Gurley, which ended up being the, you know, they had to stop him real late right. in the game. Todd Gurley, he was so good yeah. uh, dominating that thing. But they, they I think Georgia was driving to win the game at the very end. Yeah, they had a chance. And Nebraska kind of made a goal line stand. Uh, number two on my list of the greatest Nebraska Bowl games since 2001 uh, was the 2005 Alamo, Nebraska 32, number 20, Michigan 28. Uh, this was interesting. I always like one of the stats for that game I like is that Sam Cook punted the ball eight times, 412 yards for a 51.5 yards per game average. No touchbacks, none inside the 20. And who was it that made it? Of course, uh, it ended with uh, a bunch of pitches. mayhem. Yeah, yeah, complete mayhem. And Nebraska makes the tackle tackle right around the I don't know six yard line, something like that. Uh, who made the tackle? I think it was Bowman. Wasn't Zach was Bowman? It, it was Zach Bowman that chased down the offense or the. It was like a defensive lineman that had the yeah, ball. Yeah, Mike Tirico was yeah, mad because yeah, the game shouldn't yeah. have been over. Everybody was on the field. There was Nebraska. There was more Nebraska players on the field, but there were also Michigan players on the yeah. field because there was like a fumble that they thought was. The end of the game. Yeah. But that was Callahan's best win. That <laughs> was right up there was, with Callahan's best win. That was best Callahan's win. best win. Uh, it was at least a, a fun win there. Yeah. And that was a good Michigan team. I think that might have been the team that lost to Appalachian State. Yeah. But, um, but it had Chad Henney, Mike Hart. But they lost four games. Yeah. I mean, they weren't great. Yeah, they weren't but great. But they had a, they they had were a low. They were talented. They were they top were, five were, entering yeah. that year. Yep. Uh, and the best game, of course. Uh, best bowl game for Nebraska since 2001 was a 33 to nothing shutout for number 20 Nebraska over number 22 Arizona in the 2009 Holiday Bowl. Arizona, uh, like I said, did not score a point. They had six first downs, 109 yards of total offense. Nick Foles, super or uh, future Super Bowl champ, limited to 48 yards passing on nine of 29 from that great 2009 Nebraska defense. Did uh, Zach Lee make the start for? Uh, I think Nebraska? they did, yeah. And, but he, he hardly did anything. I think Rex Burke, that was like the Rex Burke had uh, uh, Wildcat Wild, That was all Rex Burke had, just direct snapping uh, the ball to Rex Burke had. Yeah. And, that was, and then Bo Pelini proclaiming, we're back. Yes. And I, thought, and I knew Sue was gone, but Crick had the hell of a year. Remember, he had like five sacks against Baylor, and I'm thinking, right. 
He's the next Sue, hopefully. Yeah, well, maybe that'll well, I think he was better than Sue. <laughs> he was way he better. does get overlooked sometimes. Yeah. He was really good. Those guys together, uh, you couldn't – you almost had to double-team both of them. Yeah. And you couldn't. You had to double-team or even triple-team Sue, so Crick would just clean up. Yeah. Uh, but he had – I think he had like 10 and a half sacks that year. He had a good and NFL And then the career. year after that, without Sue, he had like 10 and a half he, sacks. So. He played quite a while in oh, the yeah, NFL. He, he had a good NFL career. Uh, Jared Crick. You're right. Underlooked. Uh, underrated. Let's get to break. Uh, come back with BC of Husker 24-7. We'll talk a little Husker football. He also covers Husker basketball for Husker 24-7. We'll do those things coming up on Tom and Bach. Download our app by searching 93.7, a ticket in your app store. To stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are, this is Tom and Bach.